It was a beautiful day. I'm sorry I cut Tom Petty off there just a little quick, but this is Norm. This is Scruffy City Sports. It is Wednesday, February the 8th, and like I said in my last podcast, I was going to release a uh, podcast with kind of a NASCAR-heavy, ramble-heavy episode with my good friend, the Rooftop Rocket, and that's what this is going to be. So if that's not your jam, which I'm not sure really why it wouldn't be, if you're listening to my podcast, you should be excited or, you know, a little maybe, uh, I don't know what the word is, curious maybe about NASCAR stuff. We're going to talk a little about it. I'm going to be honest, we ramble a little and, and get off topic quite a bit, but you know, that's that's what I do best, ramble and get off topic, and that's, that's what we do. So uh, again, I want to thank Rocky. Uh, for joining me on the podcast and talking a little NASCAR, telling us how that goes. And we will have him in the future uh, going forward uh, for a little recap stuff or maybe just some other odds and ends stuff. But that will be uh, that. You will hear some buffer music in just mere moments, and then we will get into it. It's about an hour long, so sit down, buckle up, and enjoy yourself. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And then... uh, The next thing you hear will be uh, Rocky and us chit-chatting about NASCAR. So uh, thank you. And uh, again, uh, I guess for podcast news and notes and all that stuff, uh, we will have a regular episode on uh, uh, Sunday-ish, Sunday, Monday of next week, cover the two basketball games that were on the hill, uh, and then we'll probably do a deep dive for Tennessee baseball since that will be uh, just about a week and a half away. Uh, and, and that's it. So you will, uh, next thing here is Buffer Music, and then uh, Rocky will be there, and we'll be chit-chatting. Thank you for listening, uh, and I'll see you at the end of this interview. Drivers, start your engines! I am joined by the one and only 20-year veteran of the dirt car circuit in the greater <laughs> Knoxville area, East Tennessee. We'll call it the Southeast, Rock, the rooftop rocket. I have uh, This podcast is going to be kind of all jumbled up here. So before, we probably talked about the UT game that happened yesterday and uh, me introducing Rocky. And so we're now introducing him again, which is par for the course here on the podcast. I like to repeat myself two or three times. But Rocky's going to come here. I had this idea i've everyone's heard me talk about formula one once or twice and last year i i I tried to dabble in nascar for a singular race one whole race and uh so now i am looking at can you hear yourself because i don't think i have you plugged in it was it just went out and came back in and went out there it is okay you good now yeah sorry we had a little technical difficulties (laughs) that i'll just leave in there um but anyway so I was thinking, man, I should get somebody on here that's knowledgeable about NASCAR because if I'm invested in Formula One, surely I can get invested in NASCAR, right? So that's what we've done here. I've decided to ask Rocky, the rooftop rocket, again, 20-plus years of experience in the NASCAR circuit in the greater <laughs> Southeastern Conference area to come explain it to me like I'm a two-year-old child, uh, how NASCAR is. I understand that there's a driver in a car and they turn left and sometimes they turn right in, in road races. But Rocky, I want you to, to introduce yourself other than I have, and, and just as the wind takes us, we'll go there in this podcast today. Well, as far as this podcast goes, as a NASCAR fan, I am I don't know if I'm ultra knowledgeable, but I at least still watch, and that's getting far and few and in between of people that still do that. 
they've lost something. I'm not a professional to tell you what it is exactly, but it's not as prominent as it used to be. Uh, but I can't answer a few questions probably. Okay. I mean, I do remember me and Rocky, this is, you know, tales from the tape going way back. We, we endured a Bristol race years ago and, uh, that was probably peak, peak NASCARism, you know, like the early two thousands, probably mid, mid, maybe mid two thousands when NASCAR was on every channel, you could, you could, you know, you couldn't change the channel without knowing something about NASCAR. And nowadays, I feel like unless you you know go to Google and type in NASCAR, I have no idea where the race is being raced, who's racing, even the people in the races. I only know that I think this weekend or next weekend is the Tal or not Talladega Daytona 500, and then they've got your clash of the Titans in the Coliseum this weekend. I think maybe tomorrow Sunday. We're recording this Saturday, and that will be on Sunday. Yes. But. What any, you know, what, if you're new to NASCAR or new to motor racing, what is, what should I be looking for? What any kind of rule changes? Is there anything drastically different for the spectator that's maybe not watched NASCAR in the better part of two decades? Well, you're right. I would say up until 2000-ish, you know, everybody correlates that with the death of Dale Earnhardt as well. Mm -hmm. And that that NASCAR died. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but a lot has changed. And uh, it was huge mm-hmm. through the 90s mm-hmm. it, you get me as a nascar history buff as it it built through the 70s 80s and in the 90s just exploded up into the early 2000s and then what happened i don't know but mm-hmm. uh the racing was not as good i don't know if you, it, that's opinionated so who's to say uh but now uh was it last year they started the new car before anyways <laughs> in the last several years Reese in recent well years. I, I was I was getting say. at the new the next gen car that they use now and they're always trying to innovate the car and it just costs so much which I'm not telling you anything talking about f1 but yeah. uh <laughs> I think everybody just wants a fair shake so NASCAR decided to make it what they call affordable across the board you know so now you're getting the same car everybody's got the same car it's NASCAR technically, I guess, builds them and okay. gives them to you, lets, them, lets you use them. You can still play with suspension and stuff, okay. but if it's made through NASCAR or one of their suppliers, you can't mess with it. You can't touch it. So I, I get the idea, but it also, <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't like that. They want more innovation. Okay. So I get that as well. But uh, anyways, I think you're more talking about you were trying to watch Watkins Glen. Yes, I was. I was trying to watch Watkins Glen. Nikki uh, rocking in, wasn't rocking in. Some Nick, some Formula One former driver was racing on that, and, and I was just flabbergasted because of the blatantly uh, off-track stuff, which I thought was entertaining because in Formula One, you know, if, if all four tires go off, it can be a penalty. You can get uh, yeah. deducted stop-and-go stuff, but NASCAR, I was full for it. I mean, they were rubbins racing, like I was watching Talladega Knots or uh, – that movie with Tom Cruise, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, Days of Thunder, yes, sorry. I slipped my mind there. Uh, but I was for it. I mean, it's it's a different thing. You know, you're talking about the car given to you from NASCAR. In Formula One, it's very, uh, the rules are interpreted how you want to. So there's lots of cheating that goes on uh, with the floor in the car or the tires or the wing side. All this is just... It's above my pay grade. It's very analytical based on, you know, your floor is going to be 
five millimeters instead of three millimeters and the rule doesn't say one or the other it's very confusing and so you know if it, i understand you don't know but i'll for the viewers maybe that are coming from a formula one background red bull cheated and their floor was too thick and so they were way ahead of the curve and that's why mercedes didn't do as well last year or ferrari until the end of the year but that's i, I won't get into that i won't get on my soapbox on red bull and those bunch of cheaters <laughs> well i'll tell you any form of racing don't no matter what it is go kart to f1 uh, there's all kinds of what I'll call innovation. Yes, I think it's rule interpretation. And it's it's when it's left up to someone to interpret something, they're going to interpret it to uh, benefit them. I think whether, as a fan, you call it cheating or not is whether your guy did it or not. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows I'm a baseball person. And like the steroid era, everyone was juicing. Everyone. I don't care. It wasn't just the hitters. It's everyone. Everyone cheats. Until you get caught, and then you find a new way to cheat to where you don't get caught. That's just that's that's Norm's take on that. So if you're not cheating, you're losing. Yeah, well, uh, I'll say when I was racing dirt track, we'll we'll go that route just a little bit. You read the rules over and over and over, and you try to think of a way that you can not completely break the rule, but interpret it your way to give you an advantage. And some people do that more than others okay. <laughs> and some people just outright cheat and yeah. try to get away with it mm-hmm. and they you know what's the rule uh if you ain't cheating you ain't racing or whatever it is you know i don't like to say cheating i try to stay within the rules because if you don't have rules what's the point exactly but but yeah everybody's got a different interpretation of certain rules and whether they think it's cheating or not and okay. anyways i understand i mean i'm all for it i just it's when my team is losing that's when i'm not for it yeah. Case in point, Red Bull. Not not a fan. I don't like Max Verstappen. <laughs> I think he's a prick, personally. There you go. Just He's not good for the sport. I got but anyway, you. anyway, we're not here to talk about Formula 1. We're talking about NASCAR. So, But anyway, so we've got a new car that's very exciting. Who, who is there anyone? Who should we be pulling for? Like, I'll tell you, the last person Loaded I... Loaded question. I mean, I, everybody has their favorite. So, like, for Formula 1, I like the driver and then I, whatever team they're with. Mm-hmm. Like, Danny Ricardo is a fan favorite. Now he's with Red Bull, so I hate Danny Ricardo. So there's how well, that works. So I don't like. I know that uh, I don't even. Does Tony Stewart race anymore? No, he owns a team. How about Trevor Bain? Does that kid still actually he's, back? He's actually back. back. Okay. Yeah, uh, in various forms, uh, Xfinity and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. What about the Haley Deegan chick? Is she in NASCAR? Or is she in still trucks? Okay, trucks. Uh, she just moved teams. I want to say. Oh, so she's not with Monster anymore. No, Monster is kind of oh. her sponsor. Okay. I think okay. goes with her wherever oh. she goes. Oh, there's different kinds of sponsors as okay. well, uh, driver sponsors or team sponsors. Okay. Anyways, uh, she did really good in, the, was it K&N or ARCA, whatever, K&N. And I thought, yes, it's time that a, but let's she, just face it, that a female has a good chance of running, not just a no, face. No, she's, not I mean? just a pretty, she's not Danica Patrick out there just showboating and doing horrible. <laughs> she actually seems like she knows well, how you to turn the car. <laughs> I, I'll say it, Rocky, this is my platform. <laughs> Danica Patrick was bad for the sport. She's also a Formula One analyst now, and she's garbage. Don't know why she's on there. She's garbage. And I love women. I'll say that this much. I love women. She's just not very good at her Her as a person, and, yeah, it has nothing to do with liking or not liking women, obviously. No. So I've actually been pulling for a a female to get a good chance and actually be the driver that we want a good driver to be, not just a pretty face like you say. And I I really had high hopes for Haley Deegan, so she's not out of the running yet. She just... I think she's with the wrong team in okay. the trucks. Okay. She seems to do really good on the dirt tracks. And I mean, it's not like yeah. I've followed Haley Deegan's career. I've followed her dad's career. And, 
you know, if she's on a YouTube thing that pops up, I'll watch that. But it seems like her habitat or her go-to strength is dirt tracks. Yeah. So there's a lot of driver and car control in dirt that can be translated mm-hmm. to you know paved tracks. But if you're familiar with that, then it's going to help you obviously any which way. But I just I swear it was just the team she's with was not hitting on all eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm hoping I, I want don't quote me, but I think yeah. she swapped teams. Okay. I mean, well, I'll look into it. I'll do. I, I plan on doing some NASCAR check-ins. I mean, not a weekly thing, maybe a, a monthly thing or yeah. every week, couple yeah, yeah, week yeah. thing. Just because I, you know, I'm I love sports. Any anything baseball is my go-to, you know, and other stuff. But I've really gotten into motorsports from you know the show Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is fantastic. If you've not watched it, it has a whole new breed of fans. Uh, and Formula One has their you know baseball old white men, old Caucasian men, I guess I should say, that want to gatekeep the sport and not let it grow and now there's this whole i would say cult following of female-led content creators that are you know telling me all the good things about formula one and i I think that's great i think every sport needs to grow and you know with nascar i think it grew out of its britches and you know maybe we're slowly seeing a resurgence of that because i know a lot of the formula one fans like myself are kind of I wouldn't say breeding into breeding is not the right word, <laughs> kind of cross-pollinating maybe into NASCAR oh, just to dabble uh, in something else because it, it is fun. I mean, once you, you know, I know they're the same sport, but they're two totally different sports. Yeah, well, once you find, like you say, a driver to pull for or a team to pull mm-hmm. for, it makes it more fun. Yeah. Like you can watch a any game, but if it's not your guy or your team, you're not yeah, exactly. interested. But once you find – what you're wanting to pull for it makes it a lot more fun so nascar's got what 40 drivers and teams yeah. so you can pick one you know whatever throw a dart <laughs> yeah but uh you're talking about who to pull for and i say it's a loaded question because i mean personally right now the guy that did the the like the nascar video game move he's he's my front runner because that was entertaining he gained a lot of fans i don't even know what his name is it chevy chase <laughs> chevy chase is obviously an actor but just a little off. Okay, it's close. <laughs> Ross Chastain. See, I mean, we had a C in there at some point in time, Rocky, so that's close. Hey, the watermelon man, his family owns and operates a watermelon farm in Florida. Okay. And anyways, he's come through the ranks. I've watched him. He seems to have earned his dues, in my opinion, but doing it the old school way almost, okay. not just daddy's money. Okay. No, 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 did I say that? Sorry. It's okay, Rocky. I mean, uh, we understand. And there's nothing against having money. No. If you got it, I mean, if you I had, had it, you I'd be, for those sports. I would be doing yeah. the same thing. But anyways, you feel, you feel for the person that's not had all the money and still keeps doing better yeah. and better. Anyways, so he got the riding cup series last year and uh, with Justin Marks and Pitbull as the co-owner. Oh, Pitbull? Yeah, yeah. Like the rapper Pitbull? The artist. Wow. Wow. Michael Jordan's a co-owner now. Did you know? Well, that? I didn't I know mean, Michael Jordan yeah. was into motorsports. I think I remember that back from my, when I used to watch uh, like MotoGP. I know Norm's really full of motorsports things yeah. that I watched there, <laughs> uh, but he had a uh, motorcycle team that he owned, and then he branched out and now has. Is it Kyle Larson? He's with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Okay, I I knew it was somebody, and yeah. they used to be with Bubba Wallace. I think at one well, point, in time, or Bubba Wallace was with Michael Jordan at one time. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin own twenty three eleven. That's it. That's it. And uh, Bubba Wallace is one of their drivers. Okay. Now they've acquired uh, Tyler Reddick, okay. which he was with Richard Childress last year. Actually, won races. So I mean, he's top of his okay. game coming to that team. Is he related to JJ Reddick, who was a baseball player? <laughs> 
possibly. Okay, I don't, I don't know. That's, just where, that's where sure. Norm's mind went. I have Ancestry no idea if it's dog. true or not. I'll, I'll look it okay. up. That's run by Mormons, so they can track you down. Uh, but Ross pulled the, what you're calling the video game move at Martinsville, and it just blew everybody's mind, whether you'd watched NASCAR for years or you just saw it on the news. No, that's, that's where I was. I was it was crazy. Movies. My eyes could not, uh, my brain could not mm-hmm. believe what my eyes were seeing. Yeah. And it actually worked. Yep. And it got him into the next round to go, to, to go for a championship, basically. Mm-hmm. So he did what he had to do. And whether you like it or not, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, it was really cool. I mean, I, I think, you know, personally, I, I think, you know, Norm's take on NASCAR is they took out the, the fights and the rubbings racing and then kind of dumbed it down. But that's kind of made a resurgence, or at least I've seen in the last year or two, where we're, we're fist fighting and throwing helmets and running into people. And I'm all for it. I've got my opinion about whether NASCAR, NASCAR has said boys have at it. Okay. I think it's the drivers. Are have we gotten a little too, too gentlemen? Okay. Yes. Oh, well, well this is... There's nothing wrong the, with that either. Okay. But there needs to be a few rowdy people in there. Yeah, because in Formula One, there is no rowdy. They they don't... They, no. The gentleman's agreement, there is no rubbing. Well, that's what turns somebody like me off from F1 is yeah. you just barely touch their tire and, oh, it's a penalty. Oh, yes, you know, that is I'm true. like, what? And no, annoying. We'll sit here and rub each other all day long down well, the straightaway and... Well, and that, and then sometimes you'll see them rub each other, and then there's no penalty, and then ah, inconsistencies. Yes, mm. so like you know, if it was a hey, baseball, NASCAR's player, like that too. Don't or, worry. Or if it was you know like a Tom Brady <laughs> or Peyton Manning did it, then they get mm-hmm. away with it. So if it's a big name driver, there's a little more leeway than some of the lower tier guys. Hey, that happens at NASCAR too. I mean, so, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, but I'm all for it. I want I want punches thrown, helmets thrown, plow T-bowing somebody. That's what T-bowing. You know, whatever they want to do, that's that's what I feel like they need to uh, plow into them. I don't, yeah, it's well, okay, well, I'm Tim Tebow on my mind, uh, I guess. I'm not. I'm all for rubbing's racing. You know, lean on somebody, don't take them out. Yeah, do the old bump and run where you don't wreck them, but you just knock them out of the way and go by. That's still good. I don't want to see wrecks. I, I came to see a race. It's called a race. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, people are passionate. And sometimes too passionate. I'm not going to say too passionate, but I mean, things happen and it pushes you too far sometimes. And yeah, we're going to throw fists. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempers flare. That's okay. No. I'm good with that. I, look at hockey. I'm okay with them fighting. It's, they do it all the time. Hey, a lot of, people, a lot of times though, especially in the social media times now, oh, yeah, people are just talk. They're all yeah. talk. Keyboard warriors. Yes. But I've had, I've been to certain tracks, local tracks around the area, southeast, like you say. I mean, you are and they say professional. They say no fighting in the pits. If you are going to fight, go to the front straightaway. Everybody wants to see it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that. <laughs> I'm on board I'm with on it. Board, hey, yeah. don't just talk it. Let's go see it. Exactly. You got, if you're that mad about and you want to fight, just do it. Yeah. Anyways, you're not going to see that in F1. No, you're, you're definitely not. They hide behind things. They, they get upset if a reporter says something negative about them, and then they – Send out their Twitter mafia tournament. It's it's just a headache. And, and people want to see that. I personally don't want to see somebody like that 100 percent of the time. I, I say when passion gets you there, that's perfectly yeah. fine. And actually, you want to see that. But some people are just mad all the time. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying we should be fighting every race, but I'd rather see a good race, a good side by side, nose to tail, little tap here, little rub there. That's good racing. Yeah. And to me. It, the product of innovation and in racing has guys where we can't hardly do that anymore on the big tracks. Yeah, short tracks is still kind of there, yeah. but uh, the big tracks it's so aero dependent mm-hmm. that once the lead guy gets out, he's got all the downforce where he needs it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to catch him, and so I, I don't know the answer. I'm not a scientist. Is so that, is that, that with your point there? Is that why they've done this new car that they've come out with or coming out with and new rule changes? Yes, to help they. Get they some keep more. changing rules, trying to 
in a way fix that. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it ever works to okay. me as somebody that doesn't know what he's talking about, just watching, going, I don't know, uh, they're still running away with it. Okay. But uh, if they could ever fix that, I think that would bring fans back because you're, then you're going to have drivers tighter. You're going to have them running each other and fighting possibly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, what, that's what we want to see. And I think everybody I saw, loved Bristol Motor Speedway, especially the night race. Yeah. Uh, it was sold out. You couldn't get a ticket. No, no. I think when we went, now granted this was 20 years ago, I, th- I want to say we paid $150, $200 a ticket maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was expensive and it was a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, I, a spectacle. Is you the way could I not get a, t- a ticket because you wanted to go to that race. And it's, it's still a desirable race yeah. in NASCAR to go see. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's not what it used to be. They changed the track. We won't get on that, but it used to be you had to knock somebody out of the way to get by yeah. them. And that's what got people mad and wanting to fight. And that's what and you don't necessarily have to wreck somebody. You could just be rubbing, and like I say, rubbing's racing. That's, for me, as a race car driver, that's what I want to see. But we need tighter racing. That's what we need, whether it leads to fighting or not. I don't care, but we need tighter racing to be more fun to watch. Yeah. People that don't care for racing will talk to me and go, I tuned in. They were just going around. You know, they do the whole going in the circles yeah. thing. Which yeah, I four get left that. turns. But... They're right, though, to a degree. It's not exciting to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. But neither is every football game or baseball no, game. No, I mean, you really have to be a diehard fan. Like, I mean, I can exactly. watch any baseball game any day of the week, and I'm not going to complain, cause, but I love baseball. You love the so. game. Yeah, exactly. It's exa- and that's exactly what it is. I don't, I don't think people are that passionate about racing anymore as they used to be. Well, and it's hard to get into. I mean, it, you know, I don't want to get on a big global scale here, but like – you know, I watch Cletus McFarlane on YouTube, and I think probably, you know, I would say some of my listeners do. He's kind of a big YouTuber guy. Yeah. And all over the U.S., you're seeing, like, what was the, the Atlanta drag strips tore down, drag strips across the world are, oh, yeah. are getting tore down. You know, we had Atomic Motor Speedway over here that was tore down. I hmm. think it's just a hard hmm. sport. Easily, you're hitting close I'm to the heart so, there, buddy. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, you know, where baseball, anyone, can, you can go out in your backyard and play baseball. You can't necessarily go out in your backyard and, and r- drive a race car. Is an expensive sport to get into, and I think it's, you know, in my opinion, you know, it's hard. You know, there's not a big karting series, I guess, over here. I know in Europe and those places, there's karting is huge. You know, they start you at like three years old and put you in a race car because they want you to be a Formula One driver. But and, unless I'm just missing it, it seems like you know the sport is dying out because you know the world, or at least in the U.S., is trying to kill off motorsports in general, where it's drag racing or racing cars in general. Oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of things we could talk about when it talks about when you talk about racing dying out and and you're probably right there's not you talk about the government or whoever's in charge EPA trying to kill Mm -hmm. emissions and stuff like that that's one thing about it I mean but economy that's a big thing when the economy's not good well racetracks are usually hanging on by a thread when they're doing good sometimes you know so they're not going to hang on they're just going to close up and many tracks around here have done that but at the same time, some have popped up. So, I mean, it's just kind of an ebb and flow. And my biggest thing that I, I preach is we don't have as many entry-level forms of racing yeah. that should be prominent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big boys, obviously, the guys that spend thousands of dollars racing is still good and fun to watch. Yeah. But like you say, Joe Blow can't go out here and no, well, you can go buy a ball and a bat. Exactly. Exactly. There's, um, I, you know, I'm not. We're motorsports here, but do, do you do? Do you watch any drifting or anything online? Some, yeah. Okay. Well, there was a, a competition in Florida called Clutch Kickers, <laughs> and they essentially made it to where, if if I've never drifted before, you can come and race in my thing. 
Well, all these drifter guys live in Florida, so they took all their professional cars and essentially classed out all these guys that were just wanted to have fun on the weekend. And now there's no more clutch kickers because, you know, it, it was made for your everyday Joe and Jerry. And then all these big dollar guys came in there and were winning everything. So they just priced them out. So, I mean, I, I guess that's the same with anything around here. It's just any racing, annoying. any class, you're always going to have somebody that's got the money to spend. Uh, and as long as they're within the rules, that's their right. Uh, but there used to be classes, uh, well, even a class I raised called Mini Stock, what calls mini, mini Stock now or Mod Mini, used to be your Pinto or your Fox Body Mustang four cylinder. Mm-hmm. You knock the windows out, put a cage in it, and go race. Yeah. It was still stock. You couldn't do aftermarket this or that. I mean, there was the old bomber class, it was which was big cars, mm-hmm. uh, clunkers, they, <laughs> they call them, I guess, now. But, uh, that those classes have kind of died out i don't know why but i know many stock for for one each track started letting this go letting that go now you're starting to spend money yeah in the motor and the transmission the suspension and you're like this used to be a two thousand dollar car class now it's almost 10 or more whatever you want to spend i don't care what you want to spend but average joe can't do that anymore no and you talk about go-karts there are go-kart tracks around but they are I don't know one actually around here in East Tennessee. There's probably two. I can't think of another one, but Dumpling Valley was very prominent when mm-hmm. I was go kart racing. So there is kart racing. There is beginner classes okay. where you can get like a used kart. But it, it we got a go kart because one, I'm a bigger guy, so I'm limited to what I can run and mm-hmm. actually do good in. But tires, oh my gosh, it got to be a tire game. Okay, and that's racing though. Yeah. Uh, once you jump into late models and other classes you're gonna have been you're gonna buy tires yep and they're 100 i don't know 50 whatever dollars a pop it's ridiculous it is an expensive sport yes that, I mean, that's in, the problem and there needs to be classes entry-level classes what i keep calling yeah. them because we need at least if not if not one i'd have two of them you know some, some the problem is rear-wheel drive cars are getting less and less Oh yeah, you know you used to these were these were still cars mm-hmm. that were used to be somebody's go to you know drive the town car or whatever pick up groceries that was their car at one time that you made a race car. Yep. Um, the one thing I've noticed is they have this thing called enduro racing, mm-hmm. which is hundred lappers. That's usually the last race because they don't throw cautions unless it's okay. somebody's on fire or something. But uh, the point is a stock supposed to be stock can't alter anything, knock the windows out, go race. And you got to make it 100 laps for one. Okay. And the other one, uh, uh, one thing come out of that was these old police cars, Crown Vicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. People were, people found those were a very good, reliable, decent power, mm-hmm. rear-wheel drive car. Well, now they're starting Crown Vic classes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Of their own to run weekly. And I'm, I'm praising whoever come up with that idea because that's perfect. It's a perfect entry-level class. Yeah. As long as they police it and keep mm-hmm. it stock-stock and all this stuff, so... Off my soapbox, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I, and, and I've watched numerous Cletus McFarlane, yes. you know, Crown Vic races. Yes, I exactly. Mean, I, that, if you don't know his story, I would go YouTube the man. But he was a lawyer at one point in time and then just threw it up because he's making funny car videos. And now he's made an empire. Living the dream. Exactly. Yeah. He's got I mean, his everybody, every car guy's dream. Yeah. Dale, yeah, brother. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I mean, I, and I think he's only like 26 or 27. But yeah, he, I mean, he tours the U.S. doing car shows and drag strips and they come to bristol and do the bristol drags and you know the cletus and cars there and 
it's it's you know he's kind of made it back on his map. I don't know. If, Good I, for him. Somebody that's actually pushing. Yeah, you know, exactly. racing and Because there's a lot of. I mean, I, I'm sure YouTube has its whatever. You know, faux kids and there's. You know, I deep dive on a lot of those kids that build a car magically in, you know, a 10-minute video somehow. Yeah. But whatever. But, I mean, he seems to be doing it the right way, and every, you know, there's no drama or any of that crap, it seems like, with him. Right. So, right. that's cool. Okay, so we were originally, before we uh, mm-hmm. took one of Norm's classic beards to the rights, uh, who are we cheering for again? Well, you mentioned Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain's going to be my guy. I've got to, I've got to second that as somebody, that, like I said, that's somebody that's worked his way up. Kind of old school way, in my opinion. We need. I need a rowdy part. Somebody that's like going to go fisticuffs. You mean like Rowdy Bush? Well, is, is it, <laughs> I mean, he's got a great name. Uh, what's the What's the uh, um, Lovato? Is it Lovato? No, I'm thinking Demi Lovato. <laughs> uh, gosh, what's his name? He. It seems like he got in a fight recently with somebody in the last year. Are you or trying two. to say Logano? Logano, yes. Is Logano he, has gotten a couple of fights. He doesn't seem like a fighting type to me. No, oh, is he not? I need Fosty. He's a hard nosed racer, though. I'll give him that. Okay, he's not. He's not my cup of tea. What kind of car does he drive? Is he a Ford, <clears throat> Chevy, Ford, Toyota? Ford. Well, it's out on Rocky. He's Park. Team Penske. What? Which the, Penske's been in all forms of racing for many years. Had a lot of success. That's true. Uh, I respect that. Okay. Logano, I don't think he gets. <laughs> who are? Well, I'm derailing all over the place. But, okay. Um, who who are prominent sponsors these days? Like, is Monster sponsoring? Car- obviously, we Monsters talked about Haley Deegan. Yeah. Like, they were sponsoring Kurt Busch before he uh, had a crash with head injuries, forced early retirement. Of course, he was close to retirement already, but. Kurt Busch, hold on. Who's the guy Kyle that Bush's recently? Brother. Kyle Busch. Now, did he just switch teams, and that yeah, was a did. big debacle it recently? It was big because he'd been with Joe Gibbs forever okay. in Toyota. And I guess, who knows what was really going on, but as far as we know, he, they couldn't get the sponsorship to pay him the money well, he's worth he, that the, he was asking for, because he's worth it. He had some In off, that scheme, I'm not going to say anybody that gets paid that much is worth it, but you know. He had some off-track issues. Yeah. He's, okay. The, the, yeah, okay. He's one of those, I didn't necessarily care for at first because of his mouth. He's a little snot-nosed okay. brat sometimes. Okay. But... There Whoa, you go. I'm hey, sorry. There, I'm he's sorry. out of here. He, he, was, he didn't like that comment. He didn't like that at all. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> sorry. But the more I watched over the years as a racer, by golly, he can race. So I respect him okay. for that. And he's kind of toned down a little bit of the mouth. Now, if he wants to say something and back it up, that's that's fine with me. Okay. But you probably you probably like him because he gets okay. he will mouth off every now and then and stir controversy. Okay. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think. You know, you don't have Tony Stewart anymore. Guys like that. That whether you liked him or not, he would. He'd punch you in the wall. Yeah. Just for regardless. There is no intimidator out there. And try to fight afterwards. Uh, yeah, for that. Jeff you Gordon's know, Earnhardt was hard. Senior. Earnhardt Senior was hard-nosed racer. And it would knock you out of the way. And people would get so mad at him. But I don't ever remember seeing him fight in any video. No, I don't either. I have no idea what that was. Like, okay. Um, but, I just, but anyways. I hear it, but it. Uh, But I don't know if you know the name A.J. Foyt. Yes, the name sounds right. Now, he was a big ass. Okay. And uh, he raced in all forms of racing. Okay. Had limited Well, he only raced so much in NASCAR, but he did have success in NASCAR. Okay. But he was more Indy and okay. uh, USAC and that stuff. IndyCar is, I, I don't keep up with that, but those dudes are just, I don't understand what they're doing. Because they have like no, like Formula One is essentially like me driving my Prius. It has all like, <laughs> traction control and all oh, this yeah. stuff. Like yeah. they're not going to wreck unless... 
there the the button was wasn't pushed but any car has like no driver aids whatsoever i'll be honest with you i have not kept up with any at all i mean well i watch it sometimes but i don't as far as the technical side of I, speaking of i don't the only reason i deep dive is because danny ricardo danny rick who we were talking about earlier that was kind of named to go to indycar at one point in time and so i watched a race or two and but and then there's a guy coming from indycar to formula one who's america's uh, is it Logan Sargent? Yes, Logan Sargent's going to be the lone American Formula oh, yeah. One driver next year. So obviously, I have to cheer for him because I'm American. Well, yeah. Go America! <laughs> 1776 tattooed on my chest. Um, but it, they talk about how drastic the difference is going from none of those drivers' aids to Formula One, where it's all drivers' aids, but then they can still push the car like a hundred times more than they can in any car. I don't care how many aids you have; you're still going to be the driver. Now, I'm all for less aids. I want it to be more about the yeah. driver as possible. But I don't count those guys out necessarily. No. Uh, but I do like old school racing. I mean, I, just I think I like '80s technology. <laughs> I think none. I mean, I really like. Even if you go in the formula, like Formula One is all this. They preach this. You know, we want to save the planet. Da da da. And we took away the V10, which sounded fantastic. Then they went to a V8. I don't even know what they have now, but it sounds like a weenie Prius driving by. It, it just doesn't sound good. They need to go back to the old stuff. I'm with you. Rip all the computer stuff out of it. And, burn the ethanol. they do have the e-series they do have an electric series which is kind of cool they have a women's series that was canceled and now is picked back up it's very confusing then there's formula one two and three that you get into yeah. and there's a karting series i mean it is it, it's a full-time job to try to keep up with those jokers there's a lot of racing yeah and it's if all you ever dive into it there's across the world yeah yeah, yeah. But rally I, racing oh, i love rally racing yeah and speaking of rally racing we lost the great ken block recently which is sad I mean, I've been watching Ken Block since I was wearing DC shoes and watching motocross in the early 2000s. So he didn't need any aids; he could drive a car. No, and I, don't, I mean, no, not at all. Like I, I you know, I, I feel bad for his family, and but you know, just like old uh, Paul Walker went out doing what he wanted to do, I guess. <laughs> Rest in peace. I can't think of Paul Walker's real name. Is that his real name? Is that his name? What was his? Brian Spilner. Brian O'Connor. I don't even know. It's Brian O'Connor. It's Brian Spielner. I actually watched the last one the other day. That's how Fast far behind Nine? Them. Whatever it is. I don't know. Rocky, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Fast and Furious they're franchise. In space yeah, it's and so <laughs> stupid. And you get Lucas Black because <laughs> we've had to go full circle on Tokyo Drift Boy and Little Bow Wow or Little, yeah, it's Little Bow Wow, where they're driving the Fiero there on the, I guess, Eastern European. We can't say the country anymore that they're yep. at because they're at war, I guess, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know where we're going. And fast 10 has been, the tagline is the last ride. However, I'll give you a spoiler alert. There's two more movies after this one that they've signed a contract with. Oh, okay. So, so they're in, they've, they've got space now. So are they going to intermingle with Marvel all of a sudden? Well, I mean, you do have Charlize Theron <laughs> oh, who got, is in Marvel. we got time travel possible. And, and Cypher. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, mm, they've really grown out know. their britches. What I want them to do is to go back to the actual street racing and yep. where we have, you know, the cars that you can afford. Yeah. You know, your Eclipse or whatever. You, you know, even the R34 from Fast and, Too Fast, Too Furious, the first one, Too Fast, Too Furious, not the later one that was also called Too Fast and Furious. Yeah. But I just want them to go back to street racing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want them to show the, the girls that are promiscuously dressed. That's not in any of the movies anymore where we're doing like the car show vibes. And that's a shame. I mean, speaking as a grown adult male, it is a shame that we've gone away from that. I mean, we had Cardi B doing her little okay thing in the last one where she's in the police thing. And, you know, they're scandalously dressed wearing formal dresses. It's not the same as a car show vibe. 
from back in the day. I mean, I went back with, you know, our, our good friend Jeremy G. Garrett. Uh, we went to Nopi and or is it Nopi? I mean, do you remember the Nopi car circuit and the things I saw at Nopi were uh, eye opening, to say the <laughs> least, as a young, you know, eight teenage boy. Uh, but but there's not in those movies, and I really wish they'd bring it back or bring me a franchise back that will do that. Like in the last one, I talked about Biker Boys. I still think there is a, you know, a time and a place where we can bring that movie back. Yeah, I think. Uh we'll call it Hollywood sometimes doesn't want to push street racing because of obvious dangers sometimes, but hey, you it's know, a movie. There's a lot of things they're doing in movies that you shouldn't be doing. Rocky. I mean, there just put a disclaimer on there. Yeah. Just, that's all you have to do. Gosh. Well, we've really no derail there. I mean, it's okay. I'm here for the derailing. I feel like that's, if you're not tuning in to hear me derail and go right instead of left or <laughs> left instead of right, then I don't know what you're doing. I got, I got, yes, I digress. Uh, um, you were telling me you were confused watching Watkins Glen race last year. Yeah, because they were all over the dang all track. All over. Let me tell you something. The, the, it's confusing to somebody that's watched it for 20 I, I just don't, like, in Formula One, I, and I said it, alluded to it earlier, there's a, a, a brightly painted yellow line. And if all four of your tires go off the yellow line <laughs> more than twice, I think twice in a race, you're docked five seconds. Whether that's a stop and go or you let somebody drive past you, it's a five-second thing. But you're like at Watkins Glen. They were like 12 wide coming out of one of those bus turn things. Yeah. And it's very confusing. I, hopefully they're going to get that fixed from happening again. I don't know how. they got to change the corner or change the starting box, maybe. I mean, well, I enjoyed it. It's not like I didn't. But coming <laughs> well, from a very structured, you can't do this type thing to yeah. where it's just a free-for-all, it yeah. was a lot to take in. Well, it's not, it's not racing, really, when you're just – running there that wide and hoping for the best i mean it is don't get me wrong but it's it's not fun <laughs> i've been on that before where we all said okay let's all go in here and somebody's got to give it and nobody give and mm-hmm. we all wrecked so <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you gotta be thinking about when you're doing these things as a driver but it's so close in nascar uh, once you get going once you get strung out that uh you gotta get every advantage you can oh, and yeah, they know sure. restarts are the one place you can make yeah. spe- you know spots up uh but as far as stage breaks oh yes yes where they stop halfway through that was very confusing well that there's well. a couple stages that they will throw a caution for and once whatever the top 10 they get points that way they they were trying to make it to where you would race hard during the middle of the race as well because everybody used to say what watch the first 10 laps take a nap watch the last 10 you've seen the mm-hmm. race so they're trying to keep people interested in the middle of the race and i think it has but they're during a road course, it made it kind of confusing. Okay. Because there's a lot of strategy involved, which I don't care for strategy, but if you're going that many laps or miles, you, there's there's going to be strategy. People are going to try to outthink you, then outrace you. That's fine too, I guess, but not my cup of tea. But yeah, I was confused because half the people came in to pit. Half of those people took two tires and fuel. Half of those took four tires and fuel. So you're trying to figure out who's going to have the advantage in 20 laps. And who's going to start falling back? And it, it gets hard to keep up with. That's somebody that keeps up with it. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I understand. they actually changed the rule for that okay. this year. Okay. They're still going to have stage endings. Like they'll throw, a, I guess, the green white checkered. I don't know. They, what, I guess they're still going to call it a stage end, but they're not going to throw a caution. They're, they keep going. Yeah. So that would change the, the race entirely. Okay. I mean, I'm so like, tune, tune in. <laughs> I mean, that's the plan. I'm going to I'm going to try. And, I don't know what time the clash race is on Sunday, but I'm going to try and. You know, give the old college try and keep up with it because I, you know, I, I need another sport in my life. Well, the Clash is more exhibition, 
it's on a very small track. It's inside the L.A. Coliseum. So you can imagine how small a race that a red track that is. I mean, I'm looking forward to it because the Caleb Williams kid from USC is going to be the MC, And he is a very dedicated, humble human being. MC. Is that what he's doing? I don't know I what he's doing. He's, he's the your word, aficionado, whatever okay. you want to call that, the uh, master of ceremonies, which is the MC. Okay. Well, like I said, last year they had a like halfway break intermission, and they had Ice Cube come out and do a, do a performance. I'm cool with that. Maybe he's going to come out there and throw a football. I mean, I have no That's idea what one, you do but, as a quarterback. And that, Don't get me wrong. I think NASCAR's trying because yeah. they're doing more. You know what? If you come to a race, it's not just a race. You're yeah. going to come for at least two days. Well, You're going to have either two races or two races and a concert. Yeah. You know, they're bringing people. There's other things happening at the racetrack, and it's going to be an event now, yep. which it used to be. It just wouldn't concerts and stuff before. No, and and like I was talking earlier about the the female, you know, content creators that several of them that I followed were invited out to do stuff for NASCAR last year. Like, uh, it's I think the last Bristol race, um, a girl went out there and you know she showed the ins and outs and all that fun stuff. So they are, I feel like, trying to target their audience. I wouldn't say if it's more female led, but I think to that younger gen z that doesn't know how to go to the bathroom or say yes sir or no sir because they're gonna offend somebody that oh, group of people here we go I'm, I'm not i'm just you know they're just <laughs> they're just overly cautious kids so but, but I, yeah. I do feel like they're reaching out and, and you know again formula one is is it's a huge sport it's hard to get into it's very analytic driven there is no you know, I can think out of the 20-something races last year, I think there was maybe three of them that actually had some what I would call drama or excitement throughout the mass majority of the race. All the others were, you know, they were settled on qualifying the day before. Right. So, and then, you know, it's it, I might get into this and end up hating it, or I might get into it and, you know, I might go buy me a – probably not a Bubba Wallace shirt, but I might go buy me a <laughs> somebody shirt, the Watermelon King guy. Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. Yeah. I keep forgetting his name. Ross. Kyle Larson is very popular. Kyle Larson, that sounds like a good name. He comes from uh, dirt, and he worked his way up, I think. Now he's in a Hendrick car, so then you have that stigma of money. Okay. <laughs> but him and Chase Elliott is very okay. popular. He gets voted fan favorite. Okay. Just like his dad did. Okay. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me give us, I don't know. Give me some others. Uh, um, I don't know. That's this is going to be Kevin Harvick's last year. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't know that. Is that right? I said it right. So there will be no more three three eight car then. Well, he's he's now with. <laughs> okay, see this shows him not. He's lack now with of Tony Nash- Stewart racing. Okay, oh. in the four car, the this Bush is, Light car. This is so hard to keep up with. Yeah. So we do have we have we have alcohol sponsors. That's still okay in NASCAR. Yeah, uh, beer beer sponsors. I, I don't think liquor. Is there not? Is there not used to be a Jack Daniels car? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm saying not anymore, though. Oh, not anymore. Okay. Not that I know of. Hard times over there in Lynchburg. <laughs> yeah. They're running out of water, apparently. Hard liquor for hard times. Man, we've just got kind of all kinds of animal life over here. They just want to hang out with us. I guess so. I don't know. All right, well, Rocky, uh, I I if you've got anything else, we'll chit-chat about something else. But I think the, the viewing listeners here have really been excited and learned a lot about sure. NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, Fast and Furious, a little Formula One, my hate for Tim Tebow still, because he played for Florida, not because he's a Christian. I have to speculate that these days. He can, You can be a Christian and I can still hate you. That's okay. Okay. But he played for the Swamp Gators, and I hate them. Hate them almost as much as I hate Kentucky. Uh, probably Kentucky. How did you feel about Florida going on? Man, Rocky. <laughs> listen. Oh, we're talking about that. No, we can talk about it. I don't understand this basketball team. Thanks for you set me up good for this. This basketball team, and I'm I'll get on my soapbox here, and I'll I'll be pissed off about all this. They 
Over the past week or two, some riders in the Knoxville area, and I'll call him by name, Wes Rucker, who I can't stand, and Mike Wilson, who's a good rider. Wes Rucker is just a crybaby. Literally, I can't stand the kid. Um, but anyway, they've told me for the past two weeks how I need to love this basketball team, and this basketball team reads what I put on Twitter, and they are aware, of, self-aware of everything that's going on. And then you go out and play a game where you don't even show up. I mean, it doesn't even look like they cared. It's, it's just, I, mind boggles me. Florida's trash. They have a trash program. Their new coach literally looks like he sold me my iPhone I got today. And I don't even know what they're doing. Rick Barnes is a Hall of Fame coach. I don't know what he was doing out there. I just, I don't get it. And today. How can you be so hot and then so. I don't get it. There There is no uh, radio voice. The great Tony Basilio, who I, you know, model my life after. I've sometimes said that the idol for this program is like abysmal. It's just like there isn't like if their try hard is not trying at all. It's just, I don't get it. I really don't. Like, it's so frustrating. It, I'm frustrated about it. Like, <laughs> we're not going to win the regular season SEC championship now. You know, we're probably not going to be a one seed anymore. Probably looking at a two or a three. If Rick Barnes is going to Rick Barnes in March. And I've already moved on. <laughs> we're two weeks away from baseball, and I've almost put both shoes in the baseball bandwagon. No, no problem with that. I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I just I hate it. I you hate, hate to, Florida. You hate I hate to Kentucky. give up on a team, but man, I'm not giving up. I'll say that much. But my expectation is, I would like to make the Sweet 16. But now I've kind of been like, we're probably not going to do that. I, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe you know the underlying <laughs> is this team's still trying to find their way. We're still we're still pushing through, even though we're halfway through conference play. We've only got like seven games left. You know, we've only, and it, but I don't know. I don't know. I will tell you this, though. In two weeks, baseball starts, and I'm all in. Yeah, base, single-game tickets went on sale February 1st. They sold out in one hour for all non-conference home games, which is impressive. So if you need to ticket, get on the black market, and they're about 50 bucks per general admission ticket to UT game these days. Let's go. I don't know. Rocky, I've talked about this before. You used to be able to go to a UT baseball game, and you'd be there with like 12 of your best friends and take in a game, pay eight bucks or five bucks. Now you're taking it in with 4,500 of your best friends and you're going for 60 bucks. Yeah, I don't like it. It's kind of like basketball. You use can of green beans and get you in that thing. I mean, I guess those are first world problems. I'm complaining Absolutely. that we're really good now and I shouldn't, <laughs> but I would like to go back to where I could get into a baseball game without paying an arm and a leg or just be able to get into one period now because it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Hmm. Man, hey, we really derailed there, Dan. I was going to say, we derailed it. I'm going to bring it back one more time. No, bring it back. Uh, to people listening that are not race fans, but they think NASCAR is boring, and I understand, try going to a local race. Yeah. Your local I, dirt track. I don't know if any tracks are. Is Knox, I know there's Knoxville Dragway. And, uh, well, yeah. That's If you want to go drag racing, yeah. Do they still have a do they have I'm pretty sure it's still there. Because no 411 dragway is not anymore. Okay, I didn't know that. And there's I think there's Brainerd down towards Chattanooga. Yes, that's yes, I've been to that. I think it's also a motocross track. Okay, but as be. far as stock car racing, there's 411 Motor Speedway, there's Taswell, Bulls Gap, there's uh, Wartburg. What am I missing? I don't know. It's Crossville. Crossville? Yeah. Uh, Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain just changed the track this year. Oh. They shortened it up a bit. Okay, that's good. Because that could be exciting. We're like less than an eighth mile, quarter mile, half no, 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 mile? No, no, It's still a, I forget what mile. they call it. 30 seconds. It used to be a, it used to be a NASCAR track. 
in the 60s. Oh, I did not know Richard that either. Richard Bay and the whole crew came there. Wow. You know, back, yeah, you learn a little history here. Lightning McQueen's Christmas. I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I had no idea. So, like the big boys, when it was like the, the Winston Cup, yeah, like back when they smoked cigarettes on their car while they were driving. Yep. Wow. So, a little I, bit of NASCAR history, run okay. besides Bristol. I'll do a little Google search. And oh, I'll another one. Local tracks. Speaking of history, there. they're bringing North Wilkesboro back. I have no idea what even that track is. North at North Carolina. It used to be a very prominent racetrack. It's a shorter track. Okay. And Adele Jr. and all the guys involved with that, bringing it back. They cleaned it up. Just so they could scan it for eye racing. Hmm. Next thing you know, things are happening. And they just the North Carolina uh, government give them a grant. They're going to have a cup race there. It's going to be the All Star race this year. I think they were going to have trucks and expandy anyways. Maybe don't quote me on that. Okay. Bring in there. So NASCAR is doing the best they can to bring in new, excited, youthful fans. You know, but at the same time. They want to stay true to the old fans that love North Wilkesboro and uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. Okay. They're trying to get that track back in the lineup somehow, or at oh. least some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know. Short tracks is my favorite thing, if you can't tell. Speaking of NASCAR, or not NASCAR. You're talking about NASCAR. talking about Nashville. They do have a lot of racing stuff over there. I know Indy yep. goes over there quite a bit, and then they have, like, the stadium truck stuff goes over there. So you know, I Nashville like is just big money in the last five years know. or so. Well, everybody, really, everybody, I think we should personally remove it from the state of Tennessee. <laughs> but that's it's, that's neither here. That's ideology is a little different there. Yes, that's, uh, <laughs> a lot of people from the left coast have decided to move there. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not happy with that. But that's a different podcast for a different time. But but I would like to. I'd personally like to see Major League Baseball there. Could maybe happen. But I think it'd be cool if they had like. I mean, I would probably go. I'd probably go. I'd rather go to Nashville than Bristol. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, it's something different. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot to do at Nashville outside of whatever event you're attending. Yeah. You can stay there for three or four days and do different things. Instead of hanging out with Morgan Wallen and crew there on Broadway, (laughs) looking for them Broadway girls, you can go do something else. I mean, that's what he does. He hangs out with whatever, you know, he's doing there these days. He's coming out with a new album, Rocky, 36 songs. Uh, singer, I'm assuming. You know, I know Morgan Wallen. I'm just is? kidding. With oh, yeah, I know okay. Who he is. I mean, I, I was about to explain to you. He's Tony Vitello's best friend. I'm I'm old school. You know this. I haven't listened to country music well, since it was Waylon Jennings. Well, and you know, it, my stance, and I've told you this before, is that country music died in the early 2000s or late 90s. Yeah, that's as far as it went. Um, Almost it, like NASCAR. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that. Maybe it's we can cor- correlate. There's the two a correlation. Yes. The fall of country music and NASCAR. It's probably with Luke Bryan's fake accent. Oh, my daughter. Ellie's going to be really mad. I just took a shot at Luke Bryan there. Georgia fan. But uh, Morgan Wallen is not terrible. He's, he's, he's less bro country in a little... I don't know what it is. Because I really like that alt country. That Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan's of the world. Um, but he kind of rides that kind of pop line. Vince Neil, yes, yes. All those guys that you've never heard of, those are more, I guess, your dirt road country is what that's uh-huh. called. They're a little more traditional. I think they classify them as Americana now. Yeah, If you're going to try true. to find them on whatever. Yes, if you're looking for something. But it's it's a little more traditional country, in my opinion. Yeah, I just don't, I can't do the bro country stuff, like the Florida no, Georgia Line jokers. No, nothing, if you, that's what you like, fine. I mean, the girl from Florida Georgia Line, was it B.B. Rexa? Was that her? Don't know. <laughs> Speaking of girls, now we've really we've really divulged here. That girl from Yellowstone, that Laney girl, I am tired of seeing her rear end <laughs> on Instagram and on YouTube shorts. I understand, you know, she's got a prominent backside. That's about as nicely as I can say that. But I'm prominently tired of seeing it. 
I'm also tired that she's driving that big Ford truck, and I care nothing about that either. She doesn't look like she's worked a horse, and I mean a real horse, not like reading into that ever in her entire life. There's no way that girl's cleaned a stall ever other than just putting on those jeans. And you don't have to comment on that. That's Norm's take on Lainey Wilson, I think her name. So, okay. Got your red face there, Rocky. But I don't want it to see her. I don't need to see her in her pants anymore. That's the moral of this story. She does. She fills them out nicely. I'm just overseeing it personally yeah, between the two of us. They're putting it on your screen. Yes, it's way on prominent display. I don't Trauma. need to see her getting in and out of her Ford truck. Yeah. Zoomed in on her backside. Okay, I got you. I, but she could be a great singer. She's just not my cup what's, of tea. What's Sturgill doing lately? I didn't even... Who? Sturgill. So, well, you oh, I'll t- he, he's got a vocal cord thing. He might not be able to sing ever again. Yeah. Um, you know, he came out with that crazy Netflix video album, which was his middle finger to the, the man, essentially. If you've not done a deep dive on that, it was really he wanted to waste as much money from his recording studio as he could. Came out with that album and then was dropped because he was obligated to do one more album with them. Then he came out with his like deluxe bluegrass CD and then another CD and he's damaged his vocal cords. Uh, and he's like, can't tour, can't do anything, hmm. might not ever be able to sing again. So. I read one time that he did exactly what he said he was going to do, do like five albums and be done. Yep. So I don't know if that's any Well, I think that, I don't know if that's with his original, whoever, because he hated whoever he was with and made the Netflix movie. I don't even know if it's available anymore. And then he went back to his bluegrass roots. So, but I like Sturgill. He's got great music. Him and Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall's another great one. If you remember him from your Sons of Anarchy stuff or uh, Kate uh, McCannon because he shot her dead like Kate McCannon. That was a TikTok thing where all these girls were playing that song, but it's talking about shooting a floozy. Yeah, because she went out and did um, something else with another man at the river. They're okay. bathing together, according to the song of the murder ballad. And he shot her dead like Kate McCannon. He put four rounds in her. Oh, that's great. Murder ballads are fantastic. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, I have heard that. That's about them throwing the girl in the river. I took That's a deep harsh. dive into that one recently. That was on Dolly's part, podcast, I think. Do you oh, ever really? listen to Dolly Parton's America? It's good. It's a little uh, left wings, not the, maybe, uh, I don't know how to say this. It's very appropriate for the Gen Z kids. Oh, okay. They cover a lot of stuff. But the episode where they talk about Knoxville Girl and how that was like a murder ballad from our Scots-Irish because all of us Eastern <laughs> Appalachian men are from Scots-Irish. If you didn't know that, Rocky, we all immigrated from Scots-Irish, so that's what we are. That was a song from back in the day that they've brought here. I mean, I don't, is there an import car culture in Knoxville anymore? I see one every now and then. I, the problem is the we're younger people f- don't even like cars anymore. <laughs> we're about to find out. I know. Well, I can't, they can't afford them. That's true. I mean, to get into the car game these days, and like, let's talk about that. Like, COVID has spiked the JDM car market to ridiculous values. Oh, like, I'm with you. I mean, like, when I was growing up, you could get you like a 94 MK4 Supra for like $20,000, $30,000. You, you have to add a whole nother column of zeros on that if you want one of those now. Like, they're millions of dollars now for like a legit, really nice one or like $200,000 for a piece of crap one. I don't understand... I guess that's a COVID inflation thing, but the JDM car market is obscene. I think from some of the UT or UT from some of the uh, Japan Tokyo car guys I follow because I really do the deep cuts, Rocky. 
uh, they have changed that a little. Surely that wasn't that no. Mustang making that noise. Okay, no. I guess we'll never find out what it actually was then. That was probably some guy showing off for a girl. I mean, that's, you know, or your, your significant. Come event. to find out, the girl didn't really care for what. <laughs> no, it's too, loud. It was too it's loud. too loud. It's too loud. It's hard to get in and out of. It's too low. I just can't stand it. It's loud. You're racing, driving too fast. I think I covered all of them. Looking back as a teenager, that's fun times, though. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't know where we went. I on don't this think podcast. people are going to understand what we're talking about. How much about. nitrous you had going through a Ford Ranger back in the day. I did have a lot, Rocky. We should speaking talk about of cheating. I wasn't cheating at all. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that day. Me and old uh, Evan raced. That was pretty exciting stuff. Did I did have? I had a '93 Ranger, a Ford Ranger, and uh, it was a beautiful champagne tan color. Uh, it was a, it's a 2.3 liter with dual spark plugs, which really blew people's minds because they had them on the head and the intake side for whatever reason. Ford did those, I guess, to make it economical. I have no idea. Had a, I don't know, I don't know what all I had done to that. Oh man, I missed that truck. Then my yeah. brother wrecked it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it did have a K and N air filter, it had exhaust, uh, and it had like a 75 shot of uh, nitrous. It didn't the. I know the S10 guys did. Did the Ranger guys line up one day at the end of the year? Uh, I'm, the sure, I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. There oh, was, was it just a Toyota guys, maybe? I mean, I think it was a car culture thing. I think you, oh, you yeah. parked with your Ford guys, and I think I was one of maybe like two or three. I can't really remember. I remember there was a blue one um, somebody had. The, the the Fords were way outnumbered by everything else back in the day. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of S10s. There was a lot of estimates, a lot of Toyotas, Toyotas as well. Yeah. Those Toyotas now could probably be $100,000 <laughs> if you were looking for a late 90s, early 2000s Tacoma. Gosh, they I know what I've got. It's worth $30,000. Golly, bum. Uh, I remember one time I went to the mall and met with a bunch of Ranger guys, and that was – I don't know why I did that, but it was fun. Ranger had, danger. It was very Ranger <laughs> danger. I was very concerned. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man, I miss those days. Didn't mean the – no, I mean, I the car culture was much bigger 20 years ago than it was now. I mean, I can remember, you know, hanging out at old Kilo Race out there at the junction, going to the Knox Dragway and seeing all the import cars racing down through there. God, takes me back, Rocky. I'm getting old. I had the last day of senior year. I brought the old Camaro out, with, and I put drag slicks on it that morning. Just so I can do a burnout. Just so you do a burnout. Uh, not advised. You were kind of known for your burnouts back in the day. Not advised. Don't do that. You might get in trouble. <laughs> no, I think burnouts are allowed nowadays, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw someone do a burnout. The one I, that's true. I was going to say, the one I did was the teacher thought the gym was on fire. <laughs> I do remember that now that you said that. Uh, this is all didn't really happen, right, Norm? No, this was in, a, is, this is in the streets of Mexico where things like that are legal. So there was never any street racing. I never partaked in any street racing. I never videotaped street racing. Never. None of that. It was all made for TV stuff. Hmm. I think my one glorious moment from that, do you remember Chris Duff? Yeah. Chris Duff had a red, I mean, he had a Supra and he had an RX-7. Best of both worlds. Must have been nice for your mom and dad to buy you things like that. Shout out to Chris Duff. Love you, man. I'm sure he's not listening to this podcast, but he had that red RX-7 and I don't remember where we went, but it was me. I was in the driver, or I was riding with him. It was G, and I want to say Alan Russell. For I don't know what reason Alan Russell was with us, but they were in another car. I think him and G were both driving the Avengers. 
because you remember they both had Avengers back in the day on the yeah. the Mamos. Um, and so they were following us, and this was like two, three o'clock in the morning, and we're coming from Knoxville down toward Lenore City, and we're stopping there, like where uh, uh, Dicks and Best Buy is there at Cedar Bluff. There's an Exxon gas station there, big kind of four way stop. Culver's is there now, uh, you know, Carolina L House right there. So we come up to a stop, and then we hear that, you know, the classic import That's sound. That's pretty good, no? And we both kind of look to our left, and we're like, oh, my gosh, well, I'll bleep this out, but it'll be like, holy shit, there's a super beside us. <laughs> and we're in an RX-7, and, I mean, those were two iconic cars, and so, obviously, we both give each other the nod, and so we've got the, you know, we're both, we're both revving our cars. It's just, it's full on, I'm, I'm hopping Chris up the best I can pucker factor is ultimate pucker factor at this point in time so we get going and we are ripping through the gears rocky i mean we're full speed on kingston pike and we go by a gas station and i can remember it like it was fast and furious you know in fast and furious when they hit the nitrous everything slows down (laughs) i just remember looking to chris and i'm like don't let out of it because we're seriously side by side with each other looking at all these people pumping gas at 2 a.m in the morning and maybe it wasn't maybe it was 10 o'clock i don't remember the time it was a long time ago just pumping gas and then just all their heads just slowly turning and just watching these two guards just go. <laughs> yep. And about that time, we're, I mean, we're booking it. So we've started here at Culver's and we get about to where Home Depot is, which like a mile at least. I'm talking fourth gear wide open. We see the gold blue lights. Mm-hmm. And uh, we looked over at the super because we were really neck and neck. There was no, he wasn't pulling away. We weren't pulling away. None of that stuff. And we both kind of waved and, and Lots were off, and the chase was on at that point in time. We This is pre-iPhone, pre-no navigation. This was, do you know where you're going? No, I don't know where Alan lives. I have no idea where this kid lives, so let's try and figure it out. So we're next telling where you all at. They're behind <laughs> us like the cops are coming. They're chasing you. Oh, man, it was, gosh, I remember that like it was yesterday, though. I don't know the time. The times were definitely off, but the racing was a white super. I remember the guy. It's like a BPU plus plus for those of you out there that was base performance upgrade plus plus. So he had like a a K and N filter and exhaust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was BPU plus plus back in the day. There's a lot of street racing that may or may not have happened in the day. Yeah, we used to go out toward 321. That's that was a, kind of the spot. Uh, even if you cook it up like five years from there, I remember going out there with Duper and racing. Uh, was it Inky Johnson, Chris Johnson, and his Mustang? <laughs> But yeah, there was a lot of street racing. There was, I mean, even not counting the racing, people still got together and just hung out. Yeah, people don't do that anymore. We used to go down to the shop. as a prominent place here in Lenoir City where people would go, and you might have forgot to tighten your lug nuts up if you, um, you know, lowered your truck for some reason. You took a turn, and wheel comes off. We won't name any names there, but I know everyone listening that knows knows that story. Do you remember that story? I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, he used to have a. He lived in Martell Estates near me. Uh, oh. He used to work at Advance for a little yes, while. Yes, yes, yes. Had, okay. had a Mustang. That's who I was thinking of. And a green S10, square body. It's probably worth $400,000 now. Yeah, I remember that. I laughed. <laughs> I mean, I really laughed. That was a good story. He came yeah. back embarrassed and had to tell us all. Yep. It's good stuff. That's pretty funny. I wonder how many transmissions he went through. I don't. I wonder what he's even doing these days. I saw him probably 10 years ago, maybe longer, at Elliot's Boots. And he was married, but then I saw him shortly thereafter, and he was divorced. 
but I don't know what he's up to. I don't even know what like Mace Ward's up to. I know that Mace uh, had a viral video on YouTube for shooting a accidentally discharging a firearm on his uh, firearm channel on YouTube. Yep. That was probably, I, th- I think I was still at the high school, so that was probably s- seven, eight years ago. Oh, you mean you were, okay. Yeah. I, like, I mean, uh, I, w- I wasn't in high school. It was when I worked at <laughs> yes. the high school. Yes, yes. okay. Um, I'll find that video and send it to you. It was like, it's not Kilo Race, but it's like Kilo Tactical is the name on YouTube. And then his, uh, I want to say his daughter and my daughter are about the same age. I think Addie and his, his oldest or youngest are, about the same age because I sometimes sporadically will see him at school events and we have that like who are you who are you and I'm like you're Mace Ward but I look a little different than when I was the roly-poly kid from Kilo Race making their race videos <laughs> the videos have you got those stashed away somewhere I mean I'm they're on the internet and the internet never leaves anything How about all the four-wheeler videos I'm sure they're out there somewhere <laughs> I mean that was peak normness right there you were doing photography? Photography, videography. I mean, I, the world was at my disposal. If only I would could have got a GoPro back in the day, I would probably be one of those YouTube kids now. Be the next Logan Paul. A-10. Yeah, but the internet and social media wasn't a thing then. It just wasn't. People don't understand that. It just wasn't. Yeah. So you don't, you couldn't, you couldn't have thought about it then. No, it's like when I tried to tell my daughter, I, I couldn't stream a show. I had to wait for it to come out. It, they, they, they just don't comprehend things like that. Yeah. I was trying to tell my three-year-old son about not everybody had phones. Yeah, they, they don't understand. <laughs> we had one phone in the house. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get. It. I got a phone when I was like sixteen because I went to work and it, I couldn't even turn it on. Or you get charged if, if the phone was on. And then if you had to call somebody, you had to wait till like ten after, o'clock at yeah, night or on the weekend. O'clock. Don't call me unless it's Sunday, or I'll call you once because you. Do, I don't have free minutes, and then you call me back because you do have free. And that's that was the trick there. Or you would page someone. You'd hit them up on the pager. I work with a kid, uh, Rocky, his name's Jack. He listens to my podcast sometimes. We showed him a pager the other day, and he had no clue what it was. None whatsoever. He's a 22-year-old kid. It really hurt my feelings. Anytime I refer to anything about him, I pick on his age because he's so young and I could be his dad. But that one really cut deep when he didn't know what a pager was. Well, we're just doing the same stuff our parents did, talking about stuff we didn't know about. I would agree. And then he'll throw at me like, well, you live closer to the 60s than you did now. And I'm like, yes, I understand. I understand. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. I'll take that as a compliment. The 60s were a good time. I think we need to go back to those times. At least what we know of. <laughs> Just bring back the weed and the LSD and give it to everybody. Oh, here we go. No. Are we about to derail on some LSD? I'm Rocky, this podcast, we're, we're an hour and five minutes in. And if you were to ask me what all did we come, like, I can't even remember that kid's name. You're going to break this up. Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Popper. It's the kid that I'm cheering for in the NASCAR race. Rowdy Bush. Cole Trickle. Yeah. Is he race? He's in Days of Thunder. He needs Cole to. Trickle. He needs Cole to. Trickle. They were up back. Wait, wait, hold on. Is Cole Trickle the Tom Cruise? Yeah. Who was the guy that he hated in that movie? What was his name? Rowdy Burns. Rowdy Burns. That's who I want to be more like, Rowdy well, Burns. Well, that's why, well, I don't that's want why to get... Kyle Bush is called Rowdy. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see the because he's a little rowdy sometimes, too. Did he have a wreck and his vision go bad and then he couldn't do it anymore? <laughs> and then Nicole Kidman comes and they have the whole Neutrogena sweet thing going up her leg? That's the, the one thing I remember from that movie that I'll never forget. Mm, you, stop the car, Cole. Cole, stop the car. Let me out of the car. Uh, yeah, let me out of the car, Cole. Let me out of the car. 
Man, that is a young Nicole Kidman in that movie. And that movie came out 30 years ago. <gasps> He's still young. Oh, wait. Yeah, he is young. That's what Scientology <laughs> will do to you, Rocky. You don't age. Him and Paul Rudd, they've never aged. All right, Rocky, you got any parting shots? Uh, no, but I have one thing. You do can you, wait. No, you, you continue on. I brought a surprise. Okay. Okay, well, we'll patiently wait. We'll all wait together. Wait. I'm going to keep talking so you can tell I'm getting further away from the microphone. He's we can still hear you. He's still here. While Rocky does that, I'll find us a uh, a um, uh, outro song for this segment. Rocky has brought a grenade whistle, also known as a vuvuzela, depending on what age age group. <laughs> Whatever age you grew up in, if you were a more of a Jersey Shore kid, this would be a grenade whistle. Or if you're more my generation, it was a Vuvuzela from like the uh, 1998-2002 World Cup. <laughs> Rocky, this is a spl- spectacular gift uh, brought us here. You know, we kind of halfway talked about those the last time I was on the show. We, we did. We did talk about Vuvuzelas. And I, so I went and bought one. <laughs> where did you even find one? I think it was Party City or... Halloween Town or I don't know someone Halloween else. Town Spirit of Halloween yeah something like that or it might have been Amazon could have been Amazon okay I'm really impressed I'm super excited let's see if I can uh, yeah let's, uh, it's kind of hard to remember if you're wearing earphones I would uh, <laughs> probably discourage that and there's people driving by so this could get entertaining but hey, I don't really them. care oh you're gonna do it I'm just gonna oh. we're in COVID era now okay. well it's okay if you share germs that means you work better okay everyone here we go That's pretty good. Was that pretty good? That's good. I did play trumpet in high school. That's I, see, I was percussion. That's why. That's, that's mm, what this, you got me there. This woman legitimately is giving me the "What in the world are you doing?" look, and well, I'm here the, for it. I don't really, I don't really person. mind it. I like the Vuvuzela. I think that's how we'll go out. I was going to look for a song, but I think we just Vuvuzela it. Out. And I'm not quite sure what to do with my hands. That. <laughs> We'll do it live. Rocky. Okay, I got it in there. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay, I'm going to vuvuzela this out. Rocky, thank you so much. I will put your information in the doobly doos. Thanks for having uh, me. I will also link uh, all the dirt car tracks and tell them that the rooftop sent them. That's right. Okay, and if you need any roofing needs, this this was a sponsored plug by McNabb Roofing. We'll put the doobly doos down below. Doobly doos. Doobly doos. I don't know what you call this stuff in the I'm good box, with it. but doobly doos. Doobly doos. All right, everyone. Thanks, Rocky, again for joining us, and we'll do it again soon. And, and we'll have a, another NASCAR NASCAR notes with Rocky. Thanks. Uh, go Dale. Go D- praise Dale. Give it to Dale. Give it to Dale. Dale, yeah, brother. Go balls. Go balls. All right. <laughs> Hold on. You're going to get one now, I've right? Got, I'm going on Amazon. Yeah. This is over, Rocky. Okay, really, we're leaving. Goodbye, right. everybody. Thanks Bye. for the Tuesday is gone with the wind, ladies and gentlemen. Rocky, thank you so much, Rooftop Rocket, for joining me on that. I hope you enjoyed it. I I know I had a blast doing it. 
I could talk to myself, and I have talked to myself on all these podcast episodes, but it has been fun getting uh, to hang out with Jeremy the other day and Rocky on this episode, and I am looking forward to getting both uh, hanging out and chit-chatting with both of those gentlemen. And who knows, maybe we'll get another uh, guest uh, in the near future. But that was Rocky. Thank you for hanging out, listening to us ramble about NASCAR and and. Uh, whatever else, Vuvuzelas and everything else we had going on in that one, grenade whistles, street races, and old-time stories. It was good getting to hang out with him and, and discuss the finer things of turning left and NASCAR and all that fun stuff. Thanks for listening, and I will see you just in a couple of days or in the future, as I like to say. Peace out. I love you. Go Vols. And uh, I don't know what song we'll go out to, but I love each and every one of you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.